grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Let us pray. Most merciful God, as the people of Jerusalem with palms in their hands gathered to greet your dearly beloved Son when he came into his holy city, grant that we may ever hail him as our King, and when he comes again may go forth to meet him with trusting and steadfast hearts and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the twelfth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us go forth in peace in the name of the Lord.
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, 
seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. We continue with the intro, which is Psalm 22. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Be not far from me. For trouble is near, and there is none to help. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us, Christ pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, Amen. The Old Testament reading for Palm Sunday is from Zechariah chapter 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey 
on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. The epistle is from Philippians chapter 2. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 27th chapter. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. 
Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads, saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests, with the scribes and elders, mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly this was the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Palm Sunday is always such a strange occasion, I think. It's a strange occasion for me, at least, thinking about preaching on it. We experience this odd things that thing that happens. We enter into church with these joyful songs and the shouts of Hosanna and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then almost immediately we turn towards the cross with Jesus. We pray that as he suffers death on the cross, he would grant that we follow his example. And then we read the story of his passion from beginning to end, hearing him breathe his last and give up his spirit. It's a strange thing to do all in one day, and it is, I suppose, a really helpful thing, especially considering that the days are growing longer and the weather is warming up and we feel the anticipation of spring and the joy of Easter right around the corner. It is good for us to spend even a joyful day like Palm Sunday dwelling on Christ's passion, dwelling on what he suffered for our sins, the fact that he did not consider it, did not consider it too much for him to put off his divinity and take on human form, humbling himself even to the point of being put to death on a cross, in order that just as God would highly exalt him and raise him to the right hand, to the right hand of the heavenly throne, he would also raise us from the dead and join us one day with him in heaven, in the glories of heaven. But as we entered in today, you heard this song that the people were singing, this psalm that they were shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Maybe you recognized that psalm that they shouted as they entered Jerusalem. They're the words of a psalm in our Old Testament, Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is a pilgrim psalm. There's a whole set of psalms that are used, were used by the people of Israel on festival days like the Passover and on Pentecost. They would sing them as they marched, as they processed, as they went up to the temple, as they went about their day doing the festivities that were prescribed for those occasions. But maybe you also recognize them, those words, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Maybe you recognize them because we sing them during the communion liturgy. We sing them every time we have communion and we sing the sanctus, the sanctus. That word sanctus just means holy. And it's the beginning of this song that we sing. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. That is an amazing song that we sing. Have you noticed how many times we repeat the holies and the hosannas and the blessed is he? Three times, three times each, for our thrice holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Sanctus is called the Great Hymn of the communion service. It is a combination of a few different parts, and I want to tell you about those parts briefly today. It begins with the holy, 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 the three holies sung by the angels in the prophet Isaiah's vision of the throne of God. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Sabaoth means hosts, like hosts of soldiers, the army of God. The Lord God is three times holy, and he is the commander of a mighty army. He is the king of a kingdom. He is the one with all authority in heaven and on earth, the creator and redeemer of all things. When we sing that holy, 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 we are joining in with the song of the angels, praising God and announcing his grandeur and his perfection. 
The experience of Isaiah in the throne room was overwhelming. The foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of the angels, and the house was filled with smoke. And Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When we sing that holy, 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 we are joining in that song, and we are confessing that what Isaiah experienced in the throne room of God is happening before us in the sacrament of the altar. For there, in the flesh and blood of Jesus, our eyes see the King, the Lord of hosts, veiled in his humanity so that we are not undone, veiled in his humanity, but nonetheless possessing all the grandeur and perfection that belongs to him by nature, by his divine nature. We sing the holy, holy, holy and declare that we have come into the presence of God, or rather, even more strangely, that God has come into our presence. That is the first part of the Sanctus. It's the song of the angels. And the second part we call the Benedictus. Benedictus is another Latin word that just means blessed. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here we are joining and singing with the faithful Israelites throughout the ages. They sang this psalm at their festivals, and Jesus would have sung it with his disciples on the night in which he was betrayed. And in today's gospel, the crowds welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, while they sang the Benedictus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We sing that of Christ. For the Lord of hosts, whom we praise with the angels, has come down to earth in human flesh, taking the form of a servant, making himself nothing, being born in the likeness of men. And he has come to suffer and die, to humble himself in obedience to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is how that psalm, Psalm 118, this is how it begins. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. I'm sure that those are familiar words. They're said often as a table prayer. But think about what it means. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. In the context of a table prayer, we think about God's love, his steadfast love in providing us food, his goodness in caring for our every need of body and soul. But in the context of Jesus riding into Jerusalem to die, we gain a whole new perspective on the steadfast love of the Lord. Think of that. Picture Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, knowing where he's going, with a cross at the end of his road, and then hear the words of the psalm, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Indeed, Jesus knew, Jesus, who knew what lay before him, who knew the cost of God's great love for us, the price to pay for our sins, the cup of God's wrath that he would drink on our behalf, he shows us in a way we could never have imagined what the steadfast love of the Lord looks like. He is the meaning of that precious verse, John 3:16. for God loved the world in this way, that he gave his only son. 
steadfastly suffering all things, enduring the spite and hatred of his enemies, bearing our faithlessness and ingratitude, steadfastly going on to die. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We blend together the angel's song of holy, holy, holy with the pilgrim's song of blessing as we see in the flesh and blood of Jesus the steadfast love of the Lord distributed, given and shed for us to eat and drink for the forgiveness of our sins, for everlasting life. Indeed, near the center of that pilgrim psalm, Psalm 118, right in the middle of it, there are these incredible words. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. When we eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus, just as Paul said, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We proclaim his death, recounting his deeds of steadfast love and faithfulness, his mercy, his holiness and perfection, dwelling among us and rescuing us from every sin and every evil, from death and from the grave, and delivering us to everlasting life. I am desperately longing for that day when we can together again as one body eat and drink the Lord's Supper and together join in those songs of praise and thanksgiving and proclaiming the Lord's death receive from his hand his flesh and blood for forgiveness, life, and salvation. Although we cannot do that right now as we were once accustomed to, we are not deprived. We are not deprived of God's holy presence or his life-giving sacrifice or his salvation. For even as you hear God's word today, his death is proclaimed in the preaching of the gospel, and you still receive all his benefits by faith, by believing that what Christ suffered, he suffered for you, believing that the blood he shed, he shed for you, believing that the death he died, he died for you. That is the meaning of Holy Week. Today we begin this most solemn and sacred time by witnessing Christ's ride into Jerusalem, welcomed and hailed by the crowds as the son of David, who had come to save them. But you know what happens next. You heard it already today, how they traded him for a murderer. And you know how those crowds turn against him, crying out, crucify him. And this week we'll hear again, in detail, all that transpired. And in the proclamation of Christ's passion, we will have occasion again to grieve our sins, to come in contrition and repentance to the foot of the cross, and most importantly, to hold fast to the sacrifice offered there and the blood poured out in abundance to give us mercy and salvation. May the peace which passes all understanding, which was one by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. May that peace guard and protect your minds in Christ Jesus, now and forevermore. Amen. We continue with an offertory.
us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere, we give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings that you have bestowed on us without any merit or worthiness on our part. We praise you especially for preserving us, preserving for us, your saving word and holy sacraments. Grant and preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and provide faithful pastors to preach your word with power. Help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly believe it. Send laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith to those who do not know you. In mercy, bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life. Protect and defend your church in all tribulation and danger. Strengthen us and all fellow Christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ and help us to fight the good fight of faith that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Bestow your grace on all nations of the earth. Bless especially our country, its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Let your glory dwell in our land, that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. Graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper all who labor in their rightful callings, and let all useful arts flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the lonely and the forsaken, the helper of the sick and afflicted, especially Donna, Lori, Lucy, Roland, and Vivian. Be the comforter of the distressed, and those who sorrow. Accept, we implore you, our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring before you. Grant your Holy Spirit to those who come to the Lord's table this day, that they may receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ in sincere repentance and firm faith, and to their abundant blessing. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes, when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power, and receive us into your heavenly kingdom, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord
Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. God's peace and blessings to you on this Palm Sunday as we enter into Holy Week. Really a, a spectacular, wonderful time of year for the church. Even uh, under the present conditions, it's a time for us to celebrate and commemorate all that God has done for us. His great deeds of salvation, his steadfast love that endures forever. Please, I urge you to take the time this week to mark the days and pay attention to the, the, the various things that happened on the, the days of the Passion Week. Um, of Holy Week. I'll be sending out emails as, as I have been, and in those emails will be some detail, some devotion for you to uh, participate in this week, um, marking each of the days of Holy Week. A couple of things to note. Uh, one is uh, a special thank you to uh, Jeannie and Nick Schmidt for setting up palms here in church. Um, it really is a, a wonderful thing. I'm so grateful that they were able to do it um, and that I, there's a picture for you to see and there'll be a picture coming out in the email in case you 
you haven't been able to see it. There'll also be palms out in front of the church today, so if you'd like to come by and grab one of the little palm fronds, um, it's a, again, it's a great way, especially if you've got kids, it's a great way to mark the days, um, to mark this day as a special day in the season of the, of the church year. Um, it's also, it should be noted, um, the, the, palm, the, the big palm fan palms that are uh, on the altar right now, uh, they are always done in memory of the folks who passed away uh, in this, this past year. And so we have the palms on the altar in memory of Bill Soar and Norma Matthews, who have passed away since last Palm Sunday. Keep your eyes and your ears open for uh, announcements this week. We're going to watch the news and uh, see what Governor Waltz does um, to, de to decide what kind of worship uh, setting we have on, fr on Good Friday um, and Easter Sunday. So pay close attention to your email, uh, call if you have any questions, and uh, that's about all I can think of. Oh, the, the last thing to say, in the bulletin insert for this week, the story that I would have done with the kids was the story of the fall into sin, Genesis chapter 3. And if you are uh, thinking about uh, that story and talking about it with uh, your family, one thing to, to note is the, the uh, parallel between that story which takes place in a garden and in which uh, Adam and Eve succumb to temptation. They fail to withstand the temptation of the devil. Compare that to Jesus, who in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, undergoes severe temptation, sweating drops of blood, and prays that if it's his Father's will, this cup would pass from him, and yet he endures. He uh, withstands the temptation and goes to the cross for our sake um, so that even as by, the, by a tree mankind was overcome, uh, by the tree of the cross, the devil would be overcome and sin would be cast away from us forever. Keep that in mind as you uh, go about the week, as you think about that story, as you think about the good things that God has done for us. I have one final piece of choral music. Oh, I should mention, um, the, the special choral music today comes from the archive of recorded church music in England. It's, we used it with their permission today. They have a YouTube channel, and um, we used their, their recordings um, from one of their chapels uh, with their permission. So here's one final piece to close things out from Anton Bruckner, a piece entitled Christus Factus Est. It's based on that wonderful reading we had in Philippians that Christ uh, took on human form, humbled himself, becoming obedient even to the point of death. God's peace and blessings be to you.